Hey everybody, welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat. I'm joined here by my super Nintendos, Brian Altano, Logan Plant, and Tom Marks. Thank you for joining us. We're back. It's a new year. We did it, everybody. We made it, mostly. Uh, (laughs) We'll just dive right into some Nintendo news. This is kind of a big deal. Nintendo has acquired Next Level Games. Um, If you're not familiar with Next Level Games, they developed Mario Strikers series. Metroid Prime Federation Force, which everyone... Everyone's favorite. Everyone's favorite uh, Federation Force. Luigi's Mansion 2 and 3, and one of my... I was very late to the party on it, but one of my favorite games on the Wii, which is Punch-Out for the Wii. Uh, If you've never played Punch-Out for the Wii, dust the old Wii off out of storage. Go find it on eBay. I think it's like $25, actually. That game is phenomenal, but that deal is expected to close on March 1st. Brian, what do you think this could mean for the future of the Metroid Prime Federation Force franchise? <laughs> Dare you? We're, you know, this is this is a big year for Metroid. This is a birthday year for That's her correct. and her friends and the and the aliens. And you know, like to just to bring up Federation Force, how dare you? Honestly, this is that's you know, you have a lot of nerve. I'll say, I'll say that. No, um I I hope I hope we never to have to think about that game again unless it's like in this context um i don't see that being ported to anything i frankly i don't want to talk about it anymore i feel gross talking about that sure, sure. i hope i hope this means more luigi games he's a good he means well and he gets in a lot of trouble and he needs he needs some love so hopefully more luigi games i really hope we get a a, a port of punch out for we i feel like i say that every week on the show um a new punch out would be awesome that but would yeah be so good. It's really awesome to have that team in house. I think they're incredibly talented. As long as we ignore Federation Force, real now, quick, I want to I want to ask real quickly about uh, a game called Metroid Prime Federation what? Force. Um, this is a genuine question because next level, next levels like the rest of the games you listed are all great, and I never I skipped Federation Force entirely. Like if that game didn't have Metroid Prime at the beginning of the name and wasn't a Metroid game, would it be okay? Or like, was that part of the reaction? Like, I genuinely, this is a genuine question. Oh, that's a very good uh, question. No, I think I think that's a really good question. Um, I think people would have been less um, me in the last ninety seconds about it <laughs> uh, in general. But I, I no, it's that's a really good question because I, I think that specifically it was not just having Metroid, but also having Metroid Prime in the title, right? Um, you know, connotates a lot of uh, warm, positive feelings from gamers who were even accepting of a, of a pinball game. You know, I'm one of those people. I really like Metro <laughs> Prime Pinball. I think it's a good game. Um, and so, I, yeah, I, I think that then it, it probably would have just been forgotten alongside uh, other sort of forgettable games on the 3DS. But the thing is with that game is it was specifically, I believe, designed or pitched by the creator of Metroid as something, or one of the creators of Metroid, uh, uh, as something that would basically... Um, introduce that franchise to like a new younger generation Mm -hmm. which Mm. it also failed at so like it's not it's not even like one of those things where it's like this is not for me this is for someone else because other people children were like i don't want this garbage either and so (laughs) i speak on behalf of all of them (laughs) i say it was a bad idea for everyone but no you're right i think it also just came out a really bad time because that was when Metroid had been dormant since, I believe, Other M. So it had been like five years since a Metroid title had been seen. And it was before Samus Returns or before we knew about Prime 4. So I think also the fact that it was the first time Metroid had shown up in a really long time is what really irked people at the time that it came out. Yeah, I yeah. think I would agree with that statement. And I will say that for whatever reason, the year that came out, my kids just were dying to get it. And so that was one of their Christmas presents. They each get a copy for their 3DSs and they actually loved it. And they played it all the time cooperatively. They had a lot of fun with it. And then the other day I was in our junk drawer, you know, where you keep like batteries that may or may not work anymore. Mm-hmm. And there was old Metroid Prime Federation for nostalgic. <laughs> so it did make there. a couple of new Metroid fans then. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, they, they, they had a lot of fun with it. They, it's not something that they talk about ever, but then again, they're also, a little bit older now and you know they have gaming pcs and all the other stuff because they're because i'm their dad <laughs> so that's just how it works but um all right 
should move on to the Monster Hunter Rise presentation, which was yes. today, the day that we're recording this. There's a demo out today. By the time you can listen to this episode, the demo, you can be downloading the demo while you listen to us talk about the demo. It I, is like I really need I, I need my switch next to me when I do the show. I usually I used to bring it into the studio and now it's like downstairs. I really need it next to me because every time I do the show, somebody's like, and it's out right now. And I'm like, aha. And I forget. Yeah, I spent uh not a the good part of the morning, but I did spend some time this morning trying to download it only to find out that it doesn't come out till 3 p.m. Pacific time. So um, <laughs> the demo is available until February 1st. Uh, you can ride monsters. That's kind of like all you need to know. You can ram them into each other, do some monster smashing, uh, and, and you can ram them into walls, which I don't see why you wouldn't be able to, um, but that's good too. There are new and returning monsters revealed. And I am not a monster hunter person, so please forgive me. Baryoth and Tigrex. Thank you. I could have figured out Tigrex. It was the Baryoth one that I was having a little, little trouble with. Uh, I actually, other? I might be, I might be saying that wrong too. It might be Tigrex. I think I go back and forth on that one. But I think it's Tigrex. Tigrex. Right. Okay. I thought yeah. that was my, that was my re- recollection at least. Are there uh, any other uh, captchas in the game, or is it just those two? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part of the Monster Hunter series is where you have to click all the squares that have traffic lights. <laughs> That's another capture joke. Um, <laughs> thank you. That was a good one. Uh, Tom. Yeah. Uh, am I to understand that you might have some experience playing this? Yeah. Well, Capcom was able to, uh, they, they sent us uh, a kind of early access to it. So I was able to go hands on with this already, thankfully. Um, and it's a really cool demo. I will say if you're new to the Monster Hunter series, um, basically what it is, is there's an easy hunt. There's an intermediate hunt. And then there's a learn the basics mission and uh, a learn how to wyvern ride, which is the, the new mechanic, the riding monsters thing, which is basically Wait, is that like, how you say it? I say Wyvern. I know other people say Wyvern. I don't know if there's an official ruling on it, so I just stick with what I know, which is Wyvern. Okay, because yeah. I was terrified that I've been saying it wrong this whole time. I've been saying Wyvern my whole life, but also there's yeah. fake. It, it goes back and forth. I think I think it is an opinion thing and of, of a fake creature. Yes, as you said. But anyway, um, <laughs> that is actually a really interesting mechanic that I want to explore more because it's sort of an evolution of a couple things that they did in other games. You could always ride monsters, but you didn't really have much control. And then in Monster Hunter World Iceborne expansion, they gave you the Clutch Claw, which gave you a little more control and also let you ram monsters into walls. And this is basically like you attach strings to them and you control them like a puppet and you basically become the monster for a short time and have like a heavy attack and a light attack and can hold a button to just drive it like a car and it's like a very weird cool thing how long Um, can you stay on the monster like that a surprising amount of time but less time the more you kind of like do uh there's a little timer too that was a really annoying thing in world was like you were never a hundred percent sure when you were going to get shaken off and this gives you like a really clear indication about like how much time you have how long you're going to ride this thing for uh but the more important thing without getting into the nitty-gritty of this is like i there's four i think major monsters spread across the two kind of main missions a if you're new to monster hunter it's a hard game and you're going to get your butt kicked even on the easy mission um just as a word of warning but the new monsters that I fought in there are really cool. And more importantly, like the game runs surprisingly well and looks pretty dang good on Switch. Like it it if you told me this was basically a port of world, like a Switch quality port of world, I would probably just believe you. Like it is it's a really nice looking game. It's, you know, obviously pared down here and there the frame rate being a little slower is mm-hmm. is a little hard to get used to for someone who spent hundreds of hours in a like above 60 fps pc version of this game um but like yeah it runs really nicely it looks really good it handles it feels a lot like world it handles a lot like that game and it's really cool to see what they've done it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like a souped up 3ds game and it doesn't feel like a compromised version of kind of what world was and that feels that's really really cool to see on switch yeah that's really yeah, exciting watched- because the 
the only Monster Hunter game on Switch right now is a port of a 3DS game, Generations right. Ultimate. And it after playing like 250 hours in the world, I tried that one out. And honestly, for that reason, I couldn't get into it. And seeing how run how well I think this thing runs based on what I've seen and then hearing you say that's really good to hear because I'm playing World on PS5 now, which runs on locked 60 frames per second and just looks gorgeous. So I'm excited to hear that it runs well on on a dedicated Switch version. And and this is, of course, just my time with the demo, so it could... There could be problems in other areas that I haven't seen yet, that sort of stuff. But like, and it definitely, you know, dips a little bit here and there. It's not like perfect, perfect thing. But like, Mm -hmm. this is the weird thing to say. It runs better than Link's Awakening, right? Like, which is, which is a game that you wouldn't think would have performance problems. And this is a game you would, and it's running fine, right? It's totally great. So yeah, I'm excited to just see another game of this kind of fidelity and scale on Switch for sure. Yeah, I watched the uh, the trailer today, and that like the visuals were what struck me. I was like, "Well, this looks really good." And then I got that suspicious feeling. I'm like, "Well, wait a minute." So to hear <laughs> you saying that it actually runs and looks good on the Switch, I'm very excited. My youngest son is like crazy into Monster Hunter. Not he's not uh, 250 hours like Logan yet, but he's young. not yet. Give him time. <laughs> so yeah, he's very excited when he gets done with all his virtual school. We're gonna download the. Uh, the demo and play and brian i know you you for years you've been talking about monster hunter and how I've, i don't know how it works and no i've i've seriously tried so many times to get into this franchise and i don't want to be the guy who's always like well is this one good for newcomers um but i do want to give it a shot like it, it just sucks because i feel like it's it's like this is a really beloved franchise and the people who get into it get really into it there are two people yeah. on the show that have what is that 250 plus 100 like that's that's what how many, is that a year <laughs> like ten thousand hours a couple of months like what is that yeah that's, that's an insane amount of time like that's more than i put in like breath of the wild and bloodborne combined which is in, wow. like some of my favorite games of all time um so yeah i i do want to give it a chance i'll try the demo if it doesn't click i will move on with my life and begrudgingly watch other people have more fun than me it's like stick to <laughs> baby games like federation force um but no, I wish you all well. Have fun yeah. out there fighting those big things. And I will say again, the demo teaches you how to play, but it does not hold your hand, right? Like it, it is, it is a mechanically complex game. And if you get into this demo and you are fighting things and you're like, I don't really know what I'm doing and I'm dying. Like, yeah, like <laughs> probably that's gonna like might happen. It's just a it's a mechanically complex game. It's hard to learn the thing. What I'd say is uh, as just a quick tip to anybody who is trying it because I do highly recommend it. You should it's free demo. Go try it. Uh, in the first training mission that teaches you how to play, just like spend a ton of time in there, just like messing around with the controls and getting comfortable also use dual blades they're the simplest to immediately pick up and they're the most forgiving in terms of like dodging is it is it weird that like one of the main reasons i I have trouble sticking with that franchise is because you have to sharpen your weapon in the middle of battle (laughs) like i just i i i find that like i understand it's real it's realistic i guess I don't know. No, if it's not. Actually, it's not right. <laughs> you have to sharpen like, a hammer, which doesn't make any sense. Because <laughs> yeah, you have to sharpen, you have to sharpen a horn. <laughs> you pull out your hunting horn in the middle of battle, and you're like mm-hmm. grinding it down to make it sharper. Like no, I'm super, I'm sense. super into like FromSoft games where like you know your your weapon degrades and you have to go and bring it to like the old man and fix it or whatever, um, or put it in front of a book, some nonsense. Um, yeah, but th- like this having to do that in the middle of battle. Like I remember playing with Jared Petty, and he was just like, "Oh, your sword is dull now." And I was like, "How? Like it's fake. It's not." So, I don't, but yeah. I don't know. I, wish I will say, I will say for you, your sword has gotten dull. That's <laughs> that, that's totally fair. I will say it is a problem that gets alleviated as you get better gear. Your weapon sharpness stays sharper longer, and there's like ways to mitigate that. And there's yeah. even mechanics that are like. There's like, at least in world, there was stuff that was like all about weapon sharpness. Like there was a weapon set that was all about like manipulating that and gaining strength from like stuff like that. So yeah, it's, you're totally, totally right. It's one of those little fiddly mechanical parts of Monster Hunter. And I totally don't judge you for, you know, that being the thing that the straw that breaks the camel's back. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) is this like one of those spreadsheet games that people talk about? Like can be. But I don't think it. I mean, like, yeah, it definitely, it definitely can be. But also, 
at least with World, World was accessible enough that if you didn't really want to do that, you could just play it and it wouldn't like it, it really it's one of those games that you can spend a lot of time in or you can like just play kind of through the campaign or you can get really deep into spreadsheets and all the end game stuff oh, and get crazy yeah. into that yeah i think I in monster love... hunter world you can roll the credits in 20 to 30 hours and something like that then it just there's so much content after that though that just keeps it going for literally hundreds of hours so and i do think it's still worthwhile to pick it up if you just want to plow through that main campaign to get to the credits roll at that 30 hour mark Hmm. i'm very interested i actually i mean like i said parker's really into it so we have world so i might have to check i'm definitely gonna check out the demo i get every every demo that's free but uh, (laughs) this is one of the maybe weirdest stories that has come along <laughs> in a long time and i think it's hilarious but i don't know if you guys heard of this uh this, you know microsoft they make office they make excel you know things of that nature well they've also made a video game system called the xbox i don't know if you've heard of it before I they made the actually. xbox back when they were looking at um getting into the video game space they're like well we could either you know spend a bazillion dollars on r d and make our own or we could just acquire somebody. So they went around. They said, hey, EA, hey, Square, hey, Midway, would you have any interest in this? And they're like, I don't know. And then they went to Nintendo and Nintendo, uh, quote, laughed their asses off. Like, imagine an hour of somebody just laughing at you. That's kind of how that meeting went, end quote. And that was then director of third party relationships, Ken Baca. So, yeah, Xbox tried to acquire nintendo with like no cachet whatsoever in the video game space they just showed up they were they made internet explorer and that was kind of what their thing was at the time and they're like hey nintendo i know you've got a hundred years of history 30 years of video of which are in the video game sphere we'd like to just throw a lot of money at you and nintendo apparently laughed their asses off not literally because that would be tragic and unfortunate <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of great. This is a great moment. I love it. Yeah, it makes me wonder, like, what does what does that alternate reality look like, where Xbox owns Nintendo? Like, would I? Well, I mean, first of all, obviously, Master Chief and Smash, everybody gets that, but it wouldn't be that special because he. But the, the bigger question is, would Smash exist? Right. Like, yeah, I mean, that that sort of butterfly ripple is like really hard to un- predict. Like what what would we have even have or have not seen? Right. Right. I mean, that that removes what every Nintendo console since. What like what year did this oh, GameCube? Well, because yeah, I actually GameCube, traded yeah. my original Xbox died and I went to GameStop and I traded it in for a Nintendo GameCube. And I was like, well, I made a mistake a long time ago. Mm-hmm. This in the first place. But yeah. So we well, I mean, had- it, it's it's pretty clear that like Microsoft then attempted to do the next best thing, which was acquire Rare, which for a very long time was like oh, the yeah. sort of like definitive pillar of Nintendo, uh, you know, sort of it, th- third party or, it, you know, in, in-house developers. And um, they I, would, I can confidently say like they squandered that relationship for quite a long time until more recently when we're seeing things like sea of thieves which you know is a, a massive massively successful hit for them across mm-hmm. um xbox and pc but there was a while there where they took you know one of the i would say one of the best developers of of that era um right after some of their best games ever you know goldeneye perfect dark all the banjo games and stuff like that jeff force gemini and they made them work on you know xbox avatar characters <laughs> like which were knockoff me's um oh. and so like i i, I do yeah i i don't necessarily think the exact same thing would have happened but i i think that um every now and then some giant company and some you know minuscule forum troll decides that it's a good idea for nintendo to be purchased by a larger company or more they should get company. out of the hardware business yeah because they want mario on xbox or something and it's like the, removing that um like you said butterfly effect like it it I, I think it decimates so many interesting and wonderful things that have come out of nintendo's history over the last 15 20 years that it's insurmountable to mean that that would ever become a thing like there are so much cool stuff that nintendo has done 
by playing by the beat of their own drum, doing their own thing, uh, you know, coming out with completely crazy, insane diagonal out of left field ideas that none of us expect to be good and turn out to be amazing that um, putting that underneath a company that just purchased them and having them follow directions instead of leading by their own example would, I think, irrevocably destroy video game history as we know it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why Nintendo left them out of the room. Yeah. Uh, well, to be fair, Xbox, or excuse me, Microsoft did come up with Connect, which was the first version, very successful. However, uh, the success of the Connect was driven less by the fact that it was a really, it was a cool novelty item that worked and more the $500 million that Microsoft spent marketing the Xbox 360 Connect. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. But would the Connect have even existed if the Wii hadn't happened? Exactly. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think right. so. It's like uh, PlayStation Move. Like, uh, come on, guys. Right, like, right. You didn't just think of this. And that's that's the other part of this interview, too, that I thought was really interesting was that the, they also said that in 2000, they had Nintendo come to Microsoft and basically said, here's the technical specs of the Xbox. You just keep making Mario games and we'll make your systems. Mm-hmm. And like, what that world is really interesting to think about too, where like the GameCube was just the Xbox, but like all those GameCube games we remember were made for the what the technical specs of the Xbox. It's like a really interesting bizarro land to think about. And I'm sure conversations like this happen all the time that we just never hear about, right? So it's not like this ever came close to happening. It either happened or it didn't, but like well, yeah, it's yeah. really interesting. And that was such a fascinating generation because, um, you know, Microsoft had acquired Rare. They were making Grab by the Ghoulies. That was like their signature game for that generation for a while. But in terms of power, um, those the Xbox and the GameCube were pretty damn close. And in terms of sales, they were incredibly close. So it it there wouldn't have been really a strategic advantage either way. It's not right. like it's it's not like, you know, PlayStation at the time sold something 100 something yeah. million more units. Um, that would have been a bigger story, right? I mean, that, that's also, there is also that other timeline where, where Nintendo and PlayStation worked together and famously right. got divorced and then split off into two different generations. But that, that like, that really wouldn't have benefited anybody. Like, in fact, it probably would have helped Microsoft more because they would have been like, oh, we have the namesake value of, of, you know, decades of Nintendo IPs. But Nintendo made a competent, strong you know, not so great selling hardware on their own. So, uh, and and like the cool thing, like the cool, the footnote about all this is that Microsoft and Nintendo have a really awesome relationship. Now, you know, we see a lot of formerly exclusive first party, uh, Xbox games get ported to switch. I think we'll continue to see that. I think that's just, that's just getting started. Um, and like, that's, that's really cool to see when, when the cross, Platform crossplay stuff was happening. Microsoft and Nintendo joined forces really quickly, while Sony kind of dragged their feet, bringing Fortnite to the table and stuff like that. And so, I I think that like at the end of the day, there's a there's a really strong relationship there um, that was forged from you know I, I guess this weird original pitch to <laughs> buy buy them out. Yeah, I got to admire the uh, the audacity. Yeah, <laughs> the unmitigated gall. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. All right, now we're gonna talk about some sad news. Isn't that sad? <laughs> <laughs> Hundreds we're, of people are losing a trusted friend <laughs> in the Netflix service on their Wii U and 3DS. Which, by the way, I didn't actually know Netflix was on 3DS, but it doesn't matter. It's winding down this year, and there is, of course, there's still no sign of the Switch app for, we don't really know why. The apps have been removed from both the Wii U and 3DS eShop, so if you have your Wii U plugged in, and you're just now adding Netflix to it, um, you can't do that anymore. And the same with your 3DS, which I could say there's probably more of a case for like having your 3DS around. I have mine back there. I'm probably going to go back to bravely second but um the service itself ends june 30th that's it you won't be able to you won't be able to watch netflix on your on your wii wii u anymore but strangely we don't have 
Netflix on the Switch yet for whatever reason. And, you know, it's it's easy to think of technical excuses for that. But then we have Hulu and YouTube. So, uh, yeah, it, it's also and I'll, I point this out every single time. You cannot watch Netflix on Switch, but you can play multiple video games based on Netflix original series on Switch. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. there's Stranger Things, the Dark Crystal. I'm sure we'll get a, oh, yeah. you know, there's a Narcos I, game. Yeah. There's, Cobra Kai there's, game. Cobra Kai yeah. game. There's a Peaky oh. Blinders game, I think, on Switch, too. I, maybe that only came to PC. I don't know. No, it's on Switch. Yeah. OK, yeah, there you go. There's at least four or five Netflix games and no Switch, no Netflix app. I straight up do not know what's going on with that. Like it, it's it feels like a joke at this point, like just to yeah. see how long they can keep that from being a thing. It, it feels crazy to me, honestly. It to be does. fair, Hulu, Hulu only came semi recently too. like it, it, Netflix isn't wasn't the only one. They are now the main one dragging their feet, but they weren't yeah. the only one dragging their feet. Wasn't, I thought I could have sworn Hulu was there pretty early. Yeah, I think it was, it was YouTube that came not oh, was it too YouTube? long ago. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I knew it was one of those. Yeah. That that like it's just very strange. I don't understand it either. I'm not I'm not really like sad about it because I have like 12 devices hooked up to my TV that can play Netflix. Yeah. So like I'm not yeah, right. including the TV itself. But like <laughs> yeah. I, I like I, so it's not like a tragedy to me. I'm not upset about it, but I am like it is very confusing. Yeah. Logan, did you ever watch Netflix on 3DS or Wii I actually U? did. I uh, checked my play log before coming on the show and I watched <laughs> Netflix on 3DS for over 100 hours. What? Uh, oh, wow. wow. Yeah, I was a really late adopter. I didn't have a smartphone uh, when the 3DS was out. And so that was kind of my main device to watch stuff on. I remember watching the entirety of Futurama on my 3DS. That's uh, so, yeah, I actually got some good use out of that. Wow. That's incredible. I mean, we clown on the Wii U, but the uh, the Amazon Prime video app on the Wii U was actually amazing because yep. it had all those x-ray features on the gamepad. So you like be able to read the IMDb entries on everybody and like trivia and stuff while you're watching the movies. I it really was- enjoyed that for the, the first few weeks when I was like con- <laughs> convincing my wife that the Wii U was the future, you know? <laughs> yeah. So like in the same way when like the Kinect launched on the Xbox One I, and and I was just like Xbox play movie and it just didn't work. You oh, know? I love that. Yeah. What a, what a time same. to be alive. <laughs> All right, we're gonna look. We're gonna leave the past behind us. And we're gonna get to our 2021 predictions spectacular. Now all of the members of the panel here have prepared five incredible possibly true 2021 nintendo predictions and uh we're going to present them here to you today and then probably revisit them when they all come true because it's a magical wish year and i met a genie yesterday and the first thing i did was i wished for more wishes and he wasn't he wasn't expecting that he thought it was too obvious so we have infinite wishes so logan please i would like to hear your 2021 nintendo predictions all right, all five or just one? Hit hit us with the list. All right. Uh, my first prediction is I think we're going to see a new WarioWare on Switch this year. Uh, I think it's going to be a full $59.99 title. The last one was WarioWare Gold on 3DS, which was, I think, 2018. So it's been a few years. Uh, and I think that WarioWare just makes too much sense on Switch with the Joy-Cons, with the touchscreen and handheld mode. I was thinking maybe there could be something where you put two Switch screens together like Super Mario Party did oh, a couple yeah. years ago. So yeah, I think it's time for WarioWare to come back. Man, those, that's way better than all five of mine. So please, <laughs> going. Uh, my number two is as part of Zelda's 35th anniversary, they're going to announce Breath of the Wild sequel for a November release date. But like every 3D Zelda game, it's going to get delayed to March of 2022, right around the five-year anniversary of Breath of the Wild and the Switch. Hmm. That's actually yeah, so. extremely plausible. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I, th- I think for sure it's going to get delayed after it gets oh, yeah. for a release date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, my number three is that Nintendo's going to continue experimenting with limited time release software like 3D All-Stars uh, this year. And it's going to be with Zelda again. I think we're going to get a Zelda collection with Wind Waker HD, Twilight Princess HD, and a Skyward Sword HD port that is still going to use motion controls with the Joy-Con disappointing everybody. Oh, yeah. No, that's perfect. That's the cherry on top. <laughs> that makes it seem like it's probably going to be real. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be some caveats to all of Nintendo. Something that disappoints right? everybody. Yeah. 
It's like Mother yeah. 3 on uh, 3DS for, only. I'd play it. I'd still get it. <laughs> Earthbound needs to come. That should have been one of my predictions that Earthbound comes to the Switch Online app because oh, it's we're still getting, not oh, there. Uh, oh, spoilers. Spoil my predictions, but. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, my number four is I think with Smash Ultimate, we're going to see a third Fighters Pass announced. The second oh. one is supposed to wrap up this year. Sakurai said that this is it. He has said probably a dozen times that he's done with Smash Bros. in the past, so I think Nintendo's <laughs> going to make him do a third one. Uh, I also just hope for this because I think that Smash Ultimate is a non-replicable experience with how many amazing third-party characters are in there, so I think they've just got to keep pumping it full of new characters while they have the chance before they try to make a sequel and lose the licenses to some of these characters. And my number five, I wanted to make a really out there prediction just to see if it could come true. And I said that Splatoon is going to return this year as a spinoff two and a half D action platformer. Ooh. And my reasoning <laughs> is that I think Splatoon 2 sold like crazy, right? Over 10 yeah. million units on Switch. I think that it's a really lucrative franchise that Nintendo's going to want to return to. But like Mario Kart and Smash, I think it's only a one main entry per console type of deal. So I think they're going to venture into some sort of spin-off for Splatoon. And I think I think a platform would really suit the franchise yeah. with like weapons um and swimming through the ink as different mechanics in an in an action platformer game. Uh this is not Splatoon related, nor do you turn into a squid now or a kid now, but uh you should look up a platformer called Splasher that is on Switch. It's oh yeah. One of my favorites from a few years back. Uh, lots of painting walls and using those effects. So oh, if cool. you're interested in a Splatoon platformer, Splasher might actually scratch a little bit of that itch because that's a really good idea. Oh, I'm that very happy really good. you were able to conjure that name because I I played a bunch of that game and I forgot what it was called because like, that was the first thing I thought of. I was like, oh, we kind of have like a, a prototype of that right now. Splasher is probably one of the more underrated 2D platformers of recent years, I think. It's like really good and just kind of didn't get talked about a ton. Well, Tom, why don't you talk about your 2021 Nintendo predicciones? Okay, there's a little bit of overlap here, but I'll try to keep... That's okay. Overlap is bound to happen. These are supposed to be like weird ideas, but also a lot of mine got real negative. Oh, <laughs> that can happen with Nintendo. Yeah, look at uh, that negativity in 2020, buddy. Because you said wild predictions. Yeah. That also had a plaza- piece of truth to them. So it was yeah. like good things with something bringing it back down to earth for me. That's uh, perfect. E3 will be back with an actual coordinated digital event this year. And Nintendo in suit will have a large Nintendo Direct. And it won't be the week of E3. <laughs> That that's my prediction is that they're gonna oh, they're yeah. gonna have a large exactly. style direct and not actually be part of E three and it'll probably come in like July or August or something. So after E three, they're gonna yeah. totally miss the party. Okay. Oh yeah, they're totally gonna miss the party. They'll have it, but it won't be at all. Yeah, on August thirty first. <laughs> um, is it a party if Nintendo's not even there to begin with? I mean, come on. So here's 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 a realistic prediction that has a, an optimistic twist. Uh, I agree. I think there's going to do some sort of Zelda collection of older Zelda games that they will bring back and they won't be available for a limited time. That's the unrealistic part of that. (laughs) Um, Next, I'm just going to leave this one out here. One sentence. Breath of the Wild 2 out sooner than we expect. Mm. That's all I got. Okay. Uh, What do you expect, though? Exactly. That's why it's personal and I can't be wrong because at least one person will be right. Um, Next, I think Smash Bros is going to follow suit of Sephiroth and uh, add another long weighted villain. Dr. Eggman. Oh, I'm on board with that. That sounds great. Me too. Yeah. I'd actually be (laughs) cool with that, too. I don't think I mean, it might happen, but it seems a little out there. But. Who knows? They they buffed up their Final Fantasy roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, while I don't think we're going to get new actual Switch hardware this year, especially with what Doug Bowser was saying, uh, I'm going to wildly predict that Nintendo will release some type of new controller sort of thing for the Switch, ideally some sort of new type of Joy-Con or something, and it will probably still have drift. 
I thought you were going to fix the drift. That's your thing. No, no, no. no. We got to keep it a little realistic. The drift con. Yeah. Drift right uh, in so you don't have to get mad about it. I would. Uh, that's my big desire is that they release an upgraded, um, official upgraded Joy-Con that have like a D-pad, have uh, analog triggers, and don't have drift, basically. Like that's my pie in the sky wish for Nintendo, for, for new Joy-Con. Whether that happened or not, I don't know. But I think it's more likely that we get a new any type of controller, even if it's a new type of like pro controller type thing, than uh, getting new like actual Switch hardware this year. Oh man, with some uh, some reactive triggers like on the on the Dual Sense. That's Imagine maybe diving into the ink and having it feel like you're diving into the ink. Oh my god! Anyway, <laughs> Brian, that'd be great. Please, um, uh, let us know your predictions. It's uh, Zelda's birthday, so I think we're going to get um, Oracle of Ages and Seasons, but Ooh. I think um, and they'll be done in the Link's Awakening art style, but they'll actually run well this year. And I think <laughs> the unrealistic prediction of that is that they will be packaged together for $60 rather than $60 each. Mm. So I think that's unrealistic. I think that's incredibly unrealistic. I think Nintendo yeah. will sell them for six dollars each, and I'll begrudgingly buy them both. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah me too. Uh, next prediction: I think the Amiibo line will end with Smash Brothers. I think that that's really? that'll be it. No more. They'll do the mm. cat stuff for Mario or whatever they announced. Um, a couple other cake toppers, and then uh, whatever they're doing for the rest of Smash, and that's it. I think they're seeing diminishing returns of that. I think that line has um, exceeded expectations, but also uh, reached its limits. And I don't think that they're actually being used for anything worthwhile anymore. I think that it's basically, it's just them piloting collectibles at this point, which I think they have many other means of getting into. Yeah, Um, for 3D World Deluxe, I saw that the Cat Peach and Mario just unlock power-ups, which is really disappointing, but I guess that's what we've come to expect. Yeah, that's that's very odd. Um, Shigeru Miyamoto will retire. Whoa! Whoa. Yeah. Um, But it will be to do something unexpected, like join a band. Oh, I think (laughs) he's going to live inside Bowser's Castle at Nintendo World. Just... Speaking of which, next prediction, uh, somebody will get arrested for stealing something large <laughs> from Super Nintendo World. Um, I can't tell you exactly what that is. We haven't figured that out yet. I'm An still... entire Mario Kart. <laughs> they just drive it off the ride. This hypothetical person is still talking with um, friends and criminal family members and co-conspirators to figure out exactly what they can take and how. Um, but we'll get back to you. <laughs> Um, and finally, uh, Nintendo will reveal a brand new Metroid Prime 4 logo. I yeah. think it's been a few years with the same logo. And yeah, I think this we is, all want. Yeah, this is a big anniversary year for Metroid. So obviously fans around the world, we're looking for an update. And I think we're going to get a brand new logo. Oh I God. think they might move the four in front oh. of the other part of the word now. Um, totally and new turning. Yeah, totally new stuff. So, you know, websites like IGN will finally have a new image to put on their blog roll every time <laughs> they they have something yeah. to say about it. You know, so this is oh, this man. is a huge year for the Metroid Prime franchise. Logo. Logo. Yeah. <laughs> Those, uh, Maybe a 4K. subtitle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Ooh. Now you're going wow. crazy. Yeah, you're going crazy there. Calm down. <laughs> see, every prediction that everyone's made so far is i can see actually like actually happening so that's why mine are all are following suit so my first prediction switch pro 100 we're getting that this year it's going to be a uh it's going to be a new like uh mid cycle hardware renovation with a dock that has the graphics card basically built into it like i've been saying forever and you'll be able to use your old switch and beef up the graphics to what they are because all the graphic graphical processing will be handled in the dock itself rather than the the switch console uh number two i think breath of the wild 2 is coming fourth quarter this year i think that's going to be their big holiday game Mm. for 2021 uh we're i also this is this is where i start to go off the rails a little bit i think they're going to announce an all-new mega cheap 100 percent cloud streaming handheld nintendo console that doesn't accept carts at all it only works on uh, wi-fi and cellular networks and streams all your favorite nintendo games and maybe maybe microsoft game pass for all we know 
uh, number four, Mother 3, is going to get a highly sought after, an extremely limited, newly packaged vinyl release from I Am 8-Bit. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, number five, I do think that 2021 is the year that we see a viable virtual boy system come back. Um, wow, you started <laughs> you started real like all right, I can see that, and then just went like crazy. Yeah. That's uh that's what you gotta do though, because then if you're right, yeah, there's yeah. that's yeah, exactly that cast call. a wide net. The business of prediction <laughs> is all about casting a wide net, and then the out of the hundred ridiculous things that you predict, when one of them comes true, then you can be like, Look, I told you, I knew this was gonna happen. Who can you trust, baby? So, so more than me? is this Virtual Boy made of cardboard? No, 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 no. It will be okay. a, a headset Virtual Boy um, system. We won't have to sit on the table. You won't have to lean forward and, and do irreparable damage to your spine. To look will it be red it. and black still? It will be red and black only okay. in, uh, in the uh, mock-ups that people make when they first announce it. And we get that... <laughs> You know, every time they announce a console, everybody makes mock-ups. So there will be that, but only the mock-ups, I'm afraid. Brian will probably make that, yeah. Yeah, Brian will make it. It'll be awesome. It'll be hilarious. Everyone will enjoy it. It'll get 64,000 retweets, and Brian will have to mute mute it immediately so he can use his phone again. So uh, those are our official Nintendo Voice Chat 2021 predictions. Uh, All of them are planned to come true. Uh, (laughs) These are about as realistic as that uh, leaked document that was going around the other day. So that thing was ridiculous. Actually, if you want, if you want sweet internet points, just take the things we just said and make them in a note on your phone and then take a picture of your phone. So it's blurry, a little bit shaky and then post that online and say it's leaked and And put for internal use only at the top. Oh, that's exactly. There you go. There you go. Yeah, we all know during the pandemic, everyone is printing out and and, and disseminating copies of uh, of secret lists. (laughs) I want to say, too, that if you um, are in the if you're in the comments, um, leave the name of uh, Miyamoto's new band and you will also get points. Um, The the best one wins something. Yeah, you win Internet points. You can come on the hypothetical heist to steal something from Super Nintendo World. I feel like the first thing that came to my mind was Shiggy and the Motos. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. I like yeah. that a lot. All right, we uh, real quick, we're going to talk about the games that are out this week. There aren't any. There are no yeah, games this week. It's not. Well, there are, but they're not like it's the first week of January is not like a first and second week of January is not like the hottest time. Uh, I did, if I may, I wanted to call out a couple that came out over the break while we were off that are just worth shouting out, if not like the most exciting things in the world. Uh, a really cool top-down F or SWAT team game called uh, Door Kickers that's a few years old on Steam came out. That's really cool. Uh, the digital version of a really fun cardboard game called Wingspan came out on Switch. I've heard good things about the Steam version of that. I don't know how well it runs on Switch, but it, it's a very pretty game about birds. Uh, and then there's a ton of Bit Trip games just came out over at the end of last year, too. Uh, the first Bit Trip Runner is still just a great, great, great game. Uh, and then also one called Bit Trip Beat is basically like super intense Pong. And that one's really fun, too. <laughs> cool. Those games are both really awesome. I'm, I'm, did they package them together in like one bundle or can you only buy them individually uh i'm not sure if there's a bundle i know that they are sold individually at least though yeah because i looked at the eShop over break and i just noticed there was like a bunch of them just kind of threw up all over the front page and yeah. i was hoping they put them together in one in one box but i'll check one them out collection. Mm-hmm. i i think it was it runner three was like the first game that i reviewed when I got hired on. So I gave it a seven. It was a charming little game. Very frustrating. Uh, <laughs> especially when it's your first review. And you know, mm-hmm. the big times now. So uh those are those are good games. And uh, uh Charles Martinet does the um narration for Runner Three. So I was like, this guy sounds like Mario. So we've given our 2021, 2021 Nintendo predictions, and now it's time to hear from you for your 2021 Nintendo predictions. So these are some yappas. Uh, please leave yappas 
when they call when they're called for because i love them and they're like one of my favorite things to like be able to talk to you and see you so this first one is from sean s hey nbc hype dream prediction here what if uh, nintendo gave star fox to the guys who made res imagine like a rhythm music based star fox shooter that would be so cool um yeah keep it awesome guys thanks uh, yeah i rules pick this one out because i like that a lot yes it's a great idea oh my yeah. god yes yeah. that would that's, be amazing that's one of those ideas that i'm like mad about hearing because i want it now yeah, i know <laughs> it's like where does star fox go like now you know there's just it's just, it's a space battle game but it's on rails and it doesn't you know but a res type rhythm shooting star fox and especially if it if it was like low poly or like wireframe yes. at times too, yes. man, that'd be so oh. cool. Oh, that'd man. be awesome. Thank you, Sean, for that. Uh, this next one is from Alan Boone with his 2021 prediction. The craziest Nintendo prediction I can think of is that they acknowledge the Metroid anniversary at all <laughs> and release the Metroid Prime trilogy on Switch and to make it even crazier. They also release a new Metroid Amiibo and a new T- 2D Metroid on Switch. Yes. Mm-hmm. Crazy, huh? <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> I love his guys. I love his delivery. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> then he's like, mm? <laughs> yeah. No, I like that. A 2D Metroid. Uh, I mean, Other M was such a bummer for everybody. That I, and I love the original Metroid and I love Super Metroid. I just like, yeah, a 2D Metroid, I would, I would. I'm all over that. Please make mm-hmm. that happen. Please, please make all of our Metroid dreams come true. Uh, this is our final Yappa from, uh, I'm not going to say it right because he's Scandinavian. Sonny Vaughn. Oh, sounds good. Sounds good. I'm, I believe it. Hi, NBC. It's your Scandinavian Super Nintendo, Sonny Vaughn. And here are some of my predictions. I nailed it. We won't see from Nintendo this year. Advance Wars. It's gone. DLC for Super Mario Party. I don't get why not, but we won't see it. Uh, folders or any kind of major changes to the Switch's UI. Uh, a sequel to Wii Music. Too bad. Uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, Tokyo 2021. Netflix, Waluigi and Smash. And lastly, but not leastly, proper voice chat on Switch. Those are my predictions for what we won't see this year. Have a good one. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I think he nailed it. Ten, yeah, I, yeah like, ten out of ten. <laughs> predictions that have been made on this episode, he's probably batting a thousand. Not the point, but I'm a I'm a big fan of lastly but not leastly. That's a nice little. <laughs> <laughs> I want to throw that in the rotation. Yeah, if we get voice chat, we'd have to change the name of the show too. So hopefully that <laughs> yeah, that is something we we worry about every day. What? <laughs> All right. We're in question block now. Our first question is from Carl DeNovio. Carl asks, if you could resurrect any dead or dormant third-party franchise, sorry, pair, no F-Zero, got to make you think about it at least a little, and have it made by any developer, what would you choose and who would do it? That's a tough one because it has to be third-party. Yeah, I'm a little stuck on the who, but I think I would know what just as like, I don't know why, because there's a lot of great third-party dead franchises that could come back, but one I would love to see kind of brought into the modern age in, in an interesting way uh, is Tactics Ogre or Ogre Battle. That's oh, that's guys. a very good... Yeah, that's a very Because there's good. a lot of turn-based... Like, we're not, like, wanting for turn-based strategy games like that, but, like, it would be really interesting to see what, like, a really experienced developer... Like, even the makers of the Fire Emblem series, if you were basically like, here, take this... Yeah. Take this series and make a tw- a different a twist on kind of what you normally do in that world. Like, I'd love to see what that would be. Yeah, that'd be really cool. But what about you, Logan? What would uh, you my like pick you brought back? This isn't dormant. It had a HD remake come out uh, a couple years ago, but Super Monkey Ball in oh. its original form of Super Monkey Ball One and Two are two of my favorite games ever made. I think they're phenomenal. And then after that, the series took a rapid, rapid turn downhill. And I think that uh, Toshihiro Nagoshi, who was the creator of Monkey Ball and then went on to 
uh, direct F-Zero-GX, and now he's the director of the Yakuza series. I think if he just comes back and works with Sega to make a new Monkey Ball, then I think that it can stay with Sega like it's always been. But yeah, I miss classic Monkey Ball. I still play Monkey Ball 1 and 2 every year, and Banana Blitz was the wrong choice when they picked to remake that one. They really should have remade uh, 1 and 2, and I think that's the consensus of the Monkey Ball fandom as well. Nice. All right. Uh, mine is is kind of cheating because uh, I was going to say Xanadu because there was an originally a Xanadu, which I think was on like Spectrum ZX or something. And Xanadu is Famicom Xanadu. But that was one of my favorite NES games. And I would like to see that brought back. But like from software, take on that. I, if Are you guys familiar with Xanadu at all? No. You're like not even a little bit. You run around and you climb a giant tree. The tree of life has, has poisoned its roots and the world is dying. And it's up to you to go up to the top. It's such like 80s plot, you know, like there's a tree of life <laughs> in the center of the world and it's mm-hmm. dying and it's up to you to rescue it. But it's one of my favorite games. It had like some light RPG elements. It was uh, a really fun game for its time. And I would love to see the return of that. But from software, take it over and make it kind of grittier make it impossibly hard because it turns out now that I've played demon souls, I actually like that game. And it's the first one of that, those games that I've ever liked before. So like bring them together. Well, I'll add on to uh Sonny's list of predictions, not going to happen this year. And I'll, I'll put that one on the list. <laughs> Look, all they have to do is listen to this episode and just give me a call and we'll talk details. <laughs> we can make this happen. Uh, I'm going to, not say this person's last name correctly. Neil Tracy, Tracy, Tracky. Neil wanted to know with a recent acquisition of next level games, what other studios would you like to see Nintendo snatching up Tom? Honestly, this is a weird one for me because I don't really care. Like I, I, (laughs) I, I know that's like a weird thing, but like Nintendo is such a, good history and such a healthy and consistent history of working with like Mm -hmm. second party studios right to make really good games like 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 i think this is best evidenced by the fact that like they don't own hal right like yeah right like that's like a really weird thing where you're like oh it's weird that they don't own that company or like for example they don't own the pokemon company right like that's that's like a relationship that they have that you think is very core nintendo but like isn't technically owned by them so like i was actually a little surprised when they said they were buying next level studios because like oh or next level games because it just seemed like they already had that relationship with them like i don't think they need to go on a buying spree the way microsoft has done recently um right so I don't really have a strong opinion of who I would want to see them buy next necessarily. Sure. Yeah. Well, I, for my pick, I just put the one, I feel like they work with consistently the most right now that they don't own. And that's Grezzo who worked on the Zelda 3DS remakes, uh, Triforce heroes, ever Oasis and links awakening. Um, they're, they're still a, they're a second party right now that they just work with a lot. And yeah. so I think that one would make the most sense, but like Tom was saying, it doesn't need to happen because they do already have that working relationship and Grezzo basically only makes Nintendo games right now. So uh, yeah, but that would be my pick of just kind of the next one down that they don't own that they work with the most. And and I think that's a good pick too. Like I'm not necessarily saying that it shouldn't happen, right? It's just mm-hmm. like, I don't really know. I don't really know the business of like why specifically they decide to buy a company or not. And so like, Yeah. But I think to that's keep Microsoft from buying them because they're buying everybody right now. <laughs> I guess that is the answer, uh, right? Yeah. yeah. You protect them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mine is a cheat, but I would love it if Nintendo owned M2 because M2, if you're not familiar with them, they did all the Sega Ages collections. They did the Sega Genesis Mini. They did the TurboGrafx-16 Mini. They are probably the greatest game preservationists going by uh, like there's nobody even close uh digital eclipse is their closest but even they like want to be m2 um because they have such a huge back catalog of historically significant works that should be preserved and celebrated and that's what like maybe my favorite thing about m2 is is uh you know with the final fantasy legends collection that square just put out there's nothing there there's like some wallpapers Mm -hmm. and 
that's it. But if you go to the super, uh, the Castlevania anniversary collection, which M2 did, you get a million different things. Not only do you get all the different games, you get like history, you get to listen to soundtracks. Um, there's all these amazing filters, uh, the, the, just the, the attention to detail the M2 puts into everything that they do. That's why I gave part of the reason I gave the Sega Genesis mini such, I think I gave it an eight or maybe a nine, but just because it was such, it was uh, so well done and charming, just the, like the menus and everything. And the same with the TurboGrafx 16, it'll never happen. It's probably for the best anyway, because M2 now just works with whoever wants to like put out an awesome collection. And I think that should continue, but that's my answer. Uh, this next one's an easy question. Robert, Burkhalter. I'm going to answer it first. Do you all think E3 is done after last year? And my answer is maybe. <laughs> maybe you it is. You said it was an easy question. Yeah, maybe. There's only three ways to answer a question. Yes or no or maybe. That's a, you learned that in computer science. It's logic. <laughs> I guess I already gave my answer to this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's done by any means, but I do think it's going to look, it's not going to look like it ever did again. Right. That's, or at yeah, least that's, not anytime soon. Yeah, I think it's going to be radically different than what we've, you know. Even even not to not to get into real world events. Even if the entire world was vaccinated nineteen by the time E three would happen this year, E three will not happen this year, right? Like yeah. those things take a massive production. Also, I can't imagine that many people are going to even feel comfortable being in a, a room like that again. Like. It, I imagine that E3 has had more, if they're smart, has had more time to prepare for doing what E3 is going to look like this year, but it's not going to look like it did. It's not just going to be back in 2021 is is my <laughs> feeling. Um, yeah. But I think I don't think it's just dead and gone. Right. Do you agree with that, Logan? Yeah, I think. I agree with Tom. It's not going to look anything like E3 of years past this year, but. Kind of from Nintendo's standpoint, regardless of what happens, I hope that in future years, there's just some way for them to have an excuse to come out and have a big E3-style Nintendo Direct. Because we haven't had a Nintendo Direct since September of 2019, like a full-length, first-party focused Direct. It's been over a year since we've had one of those. We've had a lot of mini ones, ones focused on single games, the partner showcases, but it's been a long time, and... I think because of that 2020 for Nintendo almost felt like they didn't really show up because these announcements were just sprinkled throughout Twitter drops and YouTube drops and random announcements that I think, Tom, you did a feature on IGN where if you put it all together or or Zach did, if you put it all together, that would have made for a pretty good E3 showcase, but it wasn't there. So it just didn't quite have that landing. I think it would have if it was all bundled together. So I just think we need some sort of event where Nintendo shows up and and really lays out the next year of its first party games because when they put on a good Nintendo Direct presentation that hits there's really nothing else like it in games. Yeah, that is absolutely true. Um I think do I think E3 is done? No. Do I think it's done not happening this year? Probably not. And for like just obvious reasons it's probably not going to happen but i think the most obvious sign that we're not getting an e3 is in years past by now i would have gotten an email from somebody asking what i was going to be doing for e3 and come check out their game because they it, mm-hmm. literally you start getting emails in january and then you know six months ahead so i haven't gotten yeah. one of those yet so i've, those, I've gotten those things yet. take months to plan yeah, I mean it's a, it's an enormous event, and I I think I don't think E three is done. I think it's not coming back this year, but I think in years, yeah. And whatever happens, just Nintendo, just give us more directs, <laughs> or maybe they'll go to PAX because PAX is in like June or like late June this year, I think. And last year was the last time you know PAX East it was in February. That was the last time any of us got together, and Nintendo had that amazing Animal Crossing booth, which was phenomenal, and. uh and then we all had to go home forever. And here we are. Here we are now. Hey, it worked out good. We all get to be on a podcast together. Um, Robert F. Gruner wants to know, oh, well, this is kind of ties in. Do you think there will be a Nintendo Direct or Mini Direct before February 12th to tell us what Bowser's Fury actually is? Yes, I do. Yeah. I think it'll be yeah. a Mini Direct just on Bowser's Fury and 3D World because I don't think they want to take attention away from that game before it comes out. Yeah. Yeah, I would not be surprised if we get 
a decent amount of actual Nintendo communication, Nintendo directs over the next month, to be honest of like, you know, there was those rumors about like, maybe something's cooking on Pokemon uh, because mm-hmm. they started taking on the directs from last time, last year, oh, right. w- which are unsubstantiated. They're just, they're just speculation. Right. Yeah. So maybe we'll get something there. I'm sure we'll get an update on Bowser's Fury and 3D World at some point. Uh, we just got this Monster Hunter Rise thing, right? Like, I think that January is going to be a good year for, like, learning about Nintendo things because there's just, like, there's still some unanswered questions right now. Yeah. Like, what what is Bowser's Fury? Now, I'm curious if uh, Robert's asking... Like it, what that part of the game is, or if he wants to know what he's so furious about. <laughs> Those are two separate things right there, but furious because he's been losing for 35 years. That yeah. is true. Gets keeps getting thrown into lava. That'll <laughs> make anybody mad. I don't care who you are. King of the Coopers or what? But that's all the time we have. Thank you for uh, your questions. We love them. Uh, you might see me hanging out on the Facebook group sometime. So if you're not a member of that group, go ahead and join. And I'll like like when you say something funny sometimes because I don't really use Facebook. But uh, Logan, thank you so much for being here. Tom, thank yeah, you for joining so. me. Uh, Brian actually had to leave us because he's he said he wasn't planning a heist, but uh, then he had a briefcase handcuffed to his wrist when he got up. So we think something is 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 going on. But uh, that's NVC for uh, the first week of 2021. And remember, this is the only place where you can. Get the thing. thing. Get the thing.